Welcome to Truth Time, where you'll get a shot of the truth with no chaser. And now your Truth Time host, Trey Searcy. Please put out more podcasts. We can't get enough. Then down here, Todd says, My wife, Marcy, wanted to ask, Do you believe that some churchgoers will be in hell? Uh, no. Not some. Most. I believe most churchgoers will go to hell. Got my first Christian Talk radio gig in, uh, back in the summer of 87. Close to 35 years now. And most of the churchgoers I encountered add to the gospel. And we are also now beginning to find out that, well, I don't know if I would say most, but, but certainly a lot of grace teachers are beginning to add to the gospel as well. Saying that Christ died for your sins if, if you believed he died for your sins. It's heartbreaking. It makes forgiveness conditional. Forgiveness is not conditional. Salvation is. The one condition to becoming a saved and sealed member of the church, his body, is belief. Believe in the gospel. But there's no such condition put on forgiveness. You can search Paul's letters to the church, but you'll never find a how-to instruction on getting God to forgive you. He already has. Paul's epistles are primarily instructions on how we as saved individuals should speak and how we should live in a manner that sets us apart from the world as ambassadors equipped with a ministry of reconciliation, going and telling the world their good news of how God is not holding their sins against them, beseeching them to believe the gospel and be reconciled to him, to come out of the world and speak and live in a manner that reflects such. Paul never instructed us to tell anyone how to get their sins forgiven. There is no method to it. The information that points us toward the world already having been forgiven at the time Christ shed his blood is so succinct and so very clear, but some rebel against the truth. Religion loves its many methods of how-to, how to get blessings, how to prosper, and how to get God's forgiveness. Their how-tos overshadow the cross. Overlooking the fact that when Christ shed his blood, he stopped imputing sins to the entire world. Had a Baptist tell me that his sins were forgiven when he asked Jesus into his heart and made him Lord of his life. And then his wife chimed in and began to boast about how they had just gotten their certificate of baptism framed. Baptists love their methods. Had a listener send me a message, and in the subject line it said, Baptist Preacher, and he attached a YouTube link. And at the moment, I, I really didn't have time to watch it, so I asked him, what's this link about? He said, it's a Baptist grace teacher. So I messaged him back and said, well, if that be the case, hopefully he'll stop calling himself a Baptist. John the Baptist was an Old Testament prophet. So right now, he's contradicting himself and misleading others. And I said, I assume that he teaches that you don't have to do anything to get your sins forgiven. If he doesn't teach that, then he's not even teaching the gospel correctly. 
No one can be saved thinking that their belief is a prerequisite to getting their sins forgiven. So I mentioned it to my wife and went on about my day, and uh, the next morning I get a text from her saying, Isn't this the guy that Mark was texting you about? He plainly states that there is not a lost man walking around on the earth that is forgiven. And he also thinks that telling a lost person details about the gospel is not important. All they need to know is that Christ died for them. So there we have it. Apparently, this poor fella calling himself a grace teacher Baptist is very much still mainly Baptist. And this is what will happen. This won't be isolated. This will continue to happen as the grace message continues to be heard. There'll be those that'll hijack Paul's gospel, claiming to be grace teachers, but Baptist in disguise. You'll have fellas to jump half in, but stay half out. And there's various reasons they do so. I don't know what this guy's deal is, but in the video I did notice he's standing at a pulpit in a church. So either he doesn't understand the gospel, or he's concerned with his popularity. That I'm not sure. It's a pattern. It's a pattern with these Johnny-come-lately Baptist pastors who suddenly decide they want to be a grace teacher. They join the so-called grace movement and then complain about others who don't still have a little Baptist in them. My wife also pointed out that uh looks like uh, this guy has other Baptist pastors as his guest speakers on a pretty regular basis. Huh, who'd have thunk it? They really should just be clear about it and organize their own little I'm still a Baptist grace conference and be done with it. Even Ruckman wasn't so deceitful as to call himself a grace preacher while claiming to be a part of the so-called grace movement. But when it comes to forgiveness, the Baptists do have their methods. Anabaptists, Free Will Baptists, Church of God in Christ, Catholics, Assemblies of God, Presbyterians, Pentecostals, Churches of Christ, Episcopalians, they all have their methods. Mormons, JWs, Seventh-dayers, almost all world religions have their methods for receiving God's forgiveness. And all the Christian denominations, I mean, really, they should just all get together and become one. They're all Methodists. They all offer different modes, different methods of getting their sins forgiven. It's Methodism. People love their isms. Can churchgoers go to hell? You better believe they can. Add a method to God's no method and watch what it gets you. The only thing worse than going to hell is having gone there and being surprised. There's no forgiveness method and hasn't been in about 2,000 years. Christ took care of the method when he finished the work on Calvary's Hill. These buildings, now they have different names on the door, but don't be beguiled with their false narrative about forgiveness. This is all a part of the religion of do. Some have allowed themselves to be fooled by these practitioners of churchianity. As a result, their testimony begins with that one-letter word, I. I turned my life around. Look at me. I made him Lord of my life. I invited him into my heart. 
or as I used to hear growing up, I was forgiven at an old-fashioned altar. And then there are many who say, I ask for his forgiveness. And now we're hearing a lot of, I believed for my forgiveness. For most, the method of forgiveness starts with I. I instead of he. He died for my sins. Some claim to know the gospel, and maybe they do. 1 Corinthians 15 this, 1 Corinthians 15 that. Oh, they know the gospel, but they don't actually believe it. He died for my sins. He was buried, and he rose the third day. He died for my sins, he was buried with my sins, and he rose without my sins. He died for my sins, he was buried with my sins, and he rose without my sins. He, 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 not me, me, me. Don't allow yourself to be sucked in by these teachers who have joined the ranks of the worldwide Methodism by giving you a method of forgiveness, saying you must first do this, you must first do that, you must first believe, you must first ask, you must first turn. You don't do anything for forgiveness, including believing anything. And yes, believing is doing. We covered this a while back. We support that with Acts chapter 16 when the jailer asks, What must I do to be saved? But what some miss is, it's not a work. Believing is doing, but it's not a work. A work is something done in the flesh. But our inner act of belief is not a work. Romans 4, 5, as most know by memory, To him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. To him that worketh not, but believeth. By this clear distinction, we know with absolute certainty that believing is not a work. And when we consider the jailer in Acts 16, with just as much certainty, we know that believing is something we do. Can a church goer go to hell? Yep. And while I don't know their heart, sadly, by their own testimony, Sounds like most are. Got a Bible question? Call toll-free 1-888-988-9562. Email us at truthtimeradio.com. Until next time, remember, when a man who is honestly mistaken hears the truth, he will either quit being mistaken or cease to be honest. (laughs) 